stay close as uh, we are doing a service with a, a twist this morning. <laughs> yes, it's not twisted, but it's a service with a twist. Ha! Ah. Family, can I say this in Zulu first? Kumnandi, ugwazana no Amen. For those who doesn't 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 don't understand what I just said, it is good to know the Lord. But ugwazana is a two-way process. It's not that I know you, but you don't know me. If I just know you and you don't know me, but ugwazana means we know each other. You know me and I know you. And it is so good to know God and to be known by him. Amen. Amen. Um, so, yeah, welcome to church this morning. Welcome to everyone who is gathered here this morning. I see, um, I can't see smiles, but I see smiling eyes. <laughs> I see smiling eyes, and that is just wonderful to see. And I trust that the people at home as well have their smiles with them because you are probably not wearing your mask. Um, uh, some of us have to take it off when we speak and then we put it back on again. Um, but thank God, as Cass said, heaven is not like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we also trust God that it's not going to be the reality of our world forever. So we look forward to that world where we're not going to be um, wearing masks uh, anymore. Uh, just uh, before I go to the announcements, there's something that I wanted to read, and it's now hiding from me, but I want to find it. Okay. So, <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, but I believe most people already know, today is a, um, as I called it, a service with a twist. Uh, it's a Thanksgiving service. Um, so what will be happening is that we are going to encounter testimonies of different people who, um, I don't want to say who have been touched by the Lord, even though they have, because we all have been touched by the Lord. Just because we are not standing up today in front to give a testimony, it doesn't mean that we have not been touched by the Lord, and we just want to acknowledge that that all of us, in some measure or in some form, we have been touched by the Lord. Um, but people who have picked their hands up to say that I want to share a little bit of what the Lord has done for me. Um, uh, it could be this year, it could be in another time, but they are sharing those testimonies with us today. Um, and also the heart behind that, guys, is, is not that we just sit and be spectators. Um, and go, oh, that is such a nice thing that God did for those people over there, right? But the heart behind this is that these testimonies become an encouragement, that they stir up a level of faith in us so that we can also be trusting God for the things that he has done for us. But also one of the things that, testimony, uh, that a testimony is, it's an ability to remember. It's a looking back and remembering what the Lord has done. And that as we listen to other testimonies and other people's testimonies, may God jog our memories and help us to remember, to remember what the Lord has done. 
you might be sitting here thinking, yay, 2020, what a year. <laughs> you know, we see it in social media, we see it everywhere, people talking about, oh, when will it end? Or can 2021, just, just wait, don't come just yet, right? Because we think we can control these things. We can't. We cannot. It's not in our power to control time, to control what happens in life, but we can control our attitude towards the one who is the holder of life. And giving a testimony is, a, is an attitude. It's a way of saying that I will give thanks. I will acknowledge him for what he has done. So the thing that I, I wanted to um, read is as some lady shared, one of the best things about thankfulness is that the more you choose it, the easier it gets. The more you profess gratitude, the more you notice things to be grateful for. The thankfulness muscles respond to exercise. <laughs> the idea that, you know, thankfulness muscles. We, we say to students at university, research is a muscle. You develop it. To study, you develop the study muscle. I've never thought about the muscle of thankfulness. And I was just so encouraged by that. So this morning, we are going to be exercises. Exercising. <laughs> We're going to be exercising our thankfulness muscles. Um, and there will be time where we invite you to interact and to, you know, uh, to respond to some of the testimonies that we will be hearing about today. So I hope that you are, you are open to that um, and that you will... Um, yeah, gently, kindly participate with us as we do that. Um, as I said, the intention is to not create a spectacle out of testimonies, but to create an exchange in which God can speak to us, um, speak to us through the people, but also speak to us directly, that we can receive a rhema word for ourselves today. Amen. Um, there's not a lot of announcements today, so I'm going to call... Uh, on Pastor Jacques to come up and make uh, the key announcements. Thank you so much. Here we go. That's fine. We've got these lovely new. Okay. Here we go. See, it's all legal. <laughs> so we've got these spots going so that the people on, on, on online can see us better. We trust it's working good. So great to have you all here this morning. I must say. For me, worship this morning was the highlight of my week. And I was actually thinking about 35 years of serving God, and I can't tell you how many weeks I could honestly testify that corporate worship was my highlight. You know, worshiping and hearing, hearing cast behind you and healing, hearing Peely on that side and seeing uh, Zinzi and Joanne just worshiping. And, oh, it's just, I think heaven must be something like this, okay? Thank you, thank you for worshiping with us. So my, um, my job is just this morning, what we want to just give a heads up is the next month. We're going to December, and it's always an interesting time, and we've done various things to December. As you know, a lot of people go away, and it becomes sometimes challenging, especially when all our volunteers are away, to actually just keep the services going. And this year, for the first time, we actually have online as an option instead of have not having a service um, over the particularly, you know, that between Christmas and New Year time when there's hardly anybody around, 
we've actually said we're going we're gonna to try and do the online option um, in those times. So if you look at this table over here, you can see we'll be carrying on in-person services right until the 20th of December. And we are actually hoping at the moment we're recording and then we're uploading because we don't have fiber here. The, the cable's in, but I've been inquiring. They say the cable, the fiber network in this area should go live in the next two weeks. That means we can then not just video and upload, but we can actually live stream. So then people who can't make the corporate worship, live worship, they can actually join us in real time and watch. So we're quite excited about that. But we'll carry on until the 20th of December live and online. Then the 21st, which is Christmas Day to Friday, we are going to do that online. Okay? So it'll be an online Christmas service on the 25th. And then the 27th, it's so close to Christmas, just two days later, we're actually not going to have a service. Um, so, so no service on the 27th. On the 31st, um, we were like, should we call it a crossover service? We're calling it just a time of worship and prayer. It's going to be right here from 11 o'clock until midnight, time of worship and prayer. And, you know, Jen and I, we've just always felt that it's so significant to just consecrate those first seconds of the new year to the Lord, just the principle of first fruits. And so you're welcome to come and join us. We'll get more info about that. We will have on the 3rd of Jan an online service only. And then again on the 10th, we'll have the first live in-person service for the year. Um, and we will also hopefully live stream that if our fiber is working. And then just the week afterwards, from the 11th to the 15th of January, is our annual week of prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year. And the theme for this year is Amazing God. Amazing God. So we're really looking forward to that. And we're actually going to do a theme for January, just preaching on Amazing God uh, going into January. So those are the plans coming for the, for the next while. And uh, we just wanted to flag that for you. So we're going to do the declaration now. Can I do the declaration? You're going to do the declaration? Okay, so. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jacques. Um, so we are going to do the declaration, um, uh, which is going to come up. Yes, it's up just now. So the, the proposal or the request as we do the declaration today is that we change every time it says um, you, we say I. So all these blessings shall come upon you. All, yes, we say I or me, whatever the right thing is. Yeah. All these blessings shall, over, shall come upon me and overtake me. If I obey the voice of the Lord, etc., etc. Eh? All right. So can we all stand today to do the situation? I'll step away from the Okay. Deuteronomy 28, verses 2 to 8. All these blessings shall come upon me and overtake me if I obey the voice of the Lord my God. Blessed shall I be in the city, and blessed shall I be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of my womb, and the fruit of my ground, 
and the fruit of my cattle, the increase of my herd, and the young of my flock. Blessed shall be my basket and my navel. Blessed shall I be when I come in, and blessed shall I be when I go out. Seven, eight. The Lord will command the blessing upon me in my barns and in all that I undertake, and he will bless me in the land that the Lord my God is giving me. Amen. And so, Lord, Lord, this blessing is your word. Lord, this is a revelation of your heart towards us. And so, Father, as we have declared this, I pray it over every single person here, Father. As we bring our tithes and offerings this morning, Lord, it's in obedience to your word, Lord. And, Lord, what we have just read, what we've said, what we've declared, Lord, that's what you say will happen to us. We say, thank you, Jesus, and amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jacques. Um, um, okay. So, um, what's going to happen now is that Pastor Jenny is going to come up and give us a frame for today and uh, the purpose behind it and just exhort us as we go into the Thanksgiving service, um, and then we go, and then I'm going to introduce the first people that are going to give us their testimonies. Amen. Amen. I want to just read Psalm 107, verse 1. In the Passion Translation, it just really tickled me this morning. It says, Let everyone give all their praise and thanks to the Lord. Here's why. He's better than anyone could ever imagine. Yes, he's always loving and kind, and his faithful love never ends. And uh, a powerful man of God said this. He said that if the only prayer, this, this man's surname was Eggers, if the only prayer we pray in our life is one of thanks, it will be enough. And if you just think about that, the significant significance of thanks, thanksgiving, thankful, thankfulness, is that it's, it is um, that as we are thankful, we, our hearts are in a posture of being able to receive. Our hearts on a posture of recognizing that we need from someone other than ourselves. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. I I promise it's just a frog in my throat. 
it's a tickle. And, and that is so powerful. And it is significant for us to take moments in our lives. Excuse me. It is important for us to take times in our lives where we stop and give thanks. And there are places that we can do that, that this thanksgiving become a lifestyle. And so things like giving thanks at meals, that can just be seen as it's just a tradition or it's a ritual, but it's not. It is a significant moment of stopping and acknowledging that, God, this comes from you. Our giving thanks, our, give, our, our grace at meals or whatever you, you call it, it is a moment of thankfulness. It's a moment of posturing our heart and saying, thank you, Lord. And if we don't do these things, if we are not thankful, our heart inside shrinks. It gets smaller through ingratitude. And ingratitude or lack of thankfulness breeds a spirit of entitlement. And we have too much entitlement in our nation today. Where there's a, there's a, I'm entitled to this. This is my right. Whereas thankfulness is God, thank you. I am in a place of receiving. And, and thankfulness is an appropriate response to a gift. And we can learn, we need to learn to be thankful and to live with a grateful heart. If we just, if we don't cultivate the spirit of thankfulness, we will absorb the culture of our society, which is one of ingratitude. And, and not of appreciation. And so today we're wanting it to really be a space of stimulating your thankfulness. And I want to encourage you uh, to be looking at your own life as we're hearing these testimonies today and lifting up your heart of gratitude and your space of thankfulness. And I want to invite you um, Firstly, also, that you celebrate with the, pers- the people that are sharing. That it's, it can be uh, that, that you say thank you for what they are, have received. Because a testimony is a, the spirit of prophecy. What does that mean? It means that if, and now Gino is not sharing, but if Gino is sharing how God has broken through for him, in his studies today, it can be a spirit of prophecy for the others of you that are studying that can say, if God did this for Gino, he can do it for me. And we can have that attitude that we can pull on that testimony and say, God, thank you for what you did for Gino. Or we can have this attitude, God, how come you did it for Gino and you didn't do it for me? Which attitude are we going to have today? Are we going to pull on the testimony and thank God for what he did for Gino? 
or are we going to allow envy and grumbling and moaning to to grow in our hearts and be cultivated in our hearts and for so many we are con- we we compete or um <clears throat> are envious allow envy to grow and Pastor and I were speaking about this that envy and jealousy I believe that that is a door to the work of the enemy in our lives stealing far more than many of us give uh, think about and and that we've got to break that there's a reason why do not envy is in the 10 commandments there's a reason why it's there because it can it can knot up our hearts it can cause us to to be grasping for more and competing and envying our neighbors for their car their house their clothes their good marks instead of looking at all that God has given us and saying thank you God for my house thank you that I have a house thank you that I have um beautiful children that they are healthy etc in so many areas and so <clears throat> i want to encourage you uh today while the services while we are sharing this morning but i want to invite you to take some time we are having a service of thanksgiving that this be a springboard for you to to take time with god and to note this and to answer this thing it's write down some specific ways that god came to me this year that i met with god this year for which i can be thankful so writing down some specific ways that god came to you this year for which you can be thankful and these are five areas that you can um you can look for god how he came to you how he met with you this year how he has their areas that you can be thankful for number 1 our health being grateful for your heart have you been grateful for your brain lately that you can think being grateful that that your blood pumps well being grateful that you that you have been so healthy this year whereas usually you get flu like five times in the year whatever your health think about all the expansion of your health and your physical being a second area that we can be thankful for and in is for people the people around us our family our friends our colleagues our our people who study with us Be thankful for the people who irritate you, the people who you've had challenges with this year. Because why? Because as we are thankful in things, we're thankful for them that they are causing us to grow, to overcome challenges, to practice forgiveness, and to look for the good things in them. Being thankful because people around us that are that we don't get on so well with and we do get on well with are gifts from the lord he gives them he brings them into our lives for reasons and if we're thankful for them then we can learn the lessons we can grow through them 
being thankful for possessions, for the things that we are wealthy with. And our possessions can be both external and internal. What property are you grateful for? Are you grateful that you have a desk to sit at, students? That you don't have to sit on the floor, that you actually have a chair, that you have a home, that we belong in this beautiful nation of South Africa, being thankful for our nation of South Africa, thankful for our government government ministers. Imagine a country where there's no government, where there are no leaders or rulers, where there isn't taxes paid. Hey, we moan about paying our taxes, but what about a nation where taxes are not paid at all? Being thankful for that. Being thankful in the area spiritually. Being thankful for your salvation. Being thankful that we have the privilege of worship. For worship. For my very life. How about being thankful that you were born? That you were born at this time. Thankful for life. And then firstly, thankful for all the trials and dis- or in. Thankful in all the trials, disappointments, setbacks, difficulties, losses. We don't necessarily need to say thank you where the enemy has worked. But if we maintain a heart of gratitude in the difficult places and gratitude for all the good things that God is bringing out of it, then we can, we can use these things for a stepping stone that takes us upward. And uh, another uh, situation uh, or another um, testimony I heard, the outcome of it was this person said that negative experiences are not a liability, but they're a gift. And one of the ways that they're a gift is that they give us opportunity to gain perspective. That we not be uh, we not allow our difficulties to uh, define us, but rather that we see those opportunities as evidence of my strengths to overcome, as opportunities to see where my gifts lie, and evidence of growth in my life, rather than a proof of my damage. Because we choose to be thankful within our circumstances and within our situations. And so this morning we want this not just to be a sit back and watch event, but a participation and a joining together. So I welcome, I invite you to take out your phone, have it in a place where you can write notes like Google Keep Notes or Um, Even if you have a message that you're going to send to your auntie, that you're writing down spaces where you're saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you. As the testimonies trigger those thoughts for you. And so we may get you to pray in the middle or to share with your neighbor or to uh, stop and write something down, whatever. But we want to invite you, engage your heart as you're listening this morning. And so I'm going to hand back to Ntox. I've already said more than 
<laughs> longer than, than planned, but um, be blessed. I'm just thinking that I am learning. So I'm grateful, Pastor Jenny, for expanding our ways of thinking about thankfulness. Because often we think that we must be thankful when something good has happened, but that we can actually be thankful even in the fire. You know, Michelle Shedrach and Abednego, you know, they went into the fire with that fourth person. That that fourth person actually doesn't say, oh, you are in the fire. Oh, you know, that he actually goes with us into the fire. And I just am very encouraged by that. And without further ado, I'm going to ask our first two people to give our testimony to come simultaneously so that I don't have to stand up. I'm really just a facilitator for today, family, um, just to facilitate the flow of the conversation um, in between. So I'm going to ask Samke and Amu to come up, please. And let's encourage them. Good morning, family. My name is Samkel Sonyobo, and I'm a second year student. University, you can't say Sure. So, let me put the phone down. So, yesterday I was actually um, getting COVID about sharing because I was undermining my testimony and I was comparing it with what other people had to share. And, <laughs> and while praying, I was just reminded of how God has saved me and continually saves me every day and I was like everything that God does in my life is worthy of being shared with others it, it's valuable no matter how small I think it is um yeah so that's why I'm standing in front of you today to give thanks to God for his faithfulness and goodness in my life and I find it interesting that mommy was sharing in the fire because um yeah before I even go anyway with my testimony uh in one of my mom's party yesterday, we were wearing masks. <laughs> uh, her sister was sharing on how sometimes when we go through fires in life, we want God to put those fires out. But the truth is, he's not that kind of a God. He's the kind of God that says, I'm going to get with you into the fire because you are my child and no fire can take you out. So just being reminded of that, that, no fire is, 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 is strong enough to take me out. It just it encouraged me and strengthened me that whatever fire I may face along the way, it cannot take me out. So going into my testimony, growing up, I was, I was raised by my sisters because we had all lost our parents. And life with her was, was hard. And to be honest, I hated her and I wanted nothing to do with her. Um, people who know me will tell you that I used to want to stay in a lake house in the woods, and this desire was not 
purely based on my love for nature, but it was me just trying to to go away with with my pain and and just and just stay in that bitterness and and numbness. And I tried over and over again to to forgive my sister, but every time I felt, and I would think I have forgiven it because there has been a time where I've shared a testimony on I've forgiven her, but and then I'll go back again. I'll be reminded of everything that she has done, and I'll be like, "No, God, I'm I'm not doing this. You know what she has done." And coming to Varsity was my runaway ticket from from home and and everything. And yeah, just just the hurt though was 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 continually chowing me inside. But I I tried to ignore it and hide it. And yeah, I I felt so broken all the time. So the plan was to run away, but not to find God. But God had other plans for me, better life-giving plans for me. And he had plans to serve my life and my family and to love me. I was going to the mall when I was passing by Kikipu Church, and uh, I, I came here. And when I came here, I I felt at home. I felt like I belonged. I felt I felt like... I had been lost and I was coming back home. I was received so well with so much love. And I'm so thankful for this family, for each and every one of you, for how you've pushed me to, to be a better version of myself, a version of, of who God wants me to be. And I'm so thankful for every one of you. So the way that, um, just yeah, just the way that this family does family and loves one another is just so encouraging. And it made me, to long again to want to forgive my sister and have a better relationship with my sister. And so I started to pray to God again that he will help me forgive my sister. And when praying for forgiveness for my sister, I was also hoping that God will somehow help me forget everything that has happened and um, yeah, and, and change her. And um, But that is not how it happened. I'm happy to share that this year I was able to fully forgive my sister <laughs> and I I know in my heart that this time it's it's for real and it's because it's this time around it was the forgiveness was from God's heart because I didn't have it in my heart and it was through God's strength and and love and and yeah God has been just filling me with new love for my sister and has given me strength to put my pride aside and commit to loving my sister and having a relationship with her because we never really had a relationship or or connected ever in our lives. And regardless of whether she's changed or not, it just feels so good to love her, to see her as a human being because for so long I've seen her as as this monster and not a human being. But now I see her as my sister and I see her as someone who also deserves mercy, who also deserves love and to be understood. And now God has, has just really watched my heart clean and, and my eyes as well. And, yeah, I do not want to live in the woods anymore in pain. <laughs> uh, and apart from my family and my sister, I, I love her now. Um, and <laughs> and uh, I also want to give thanks to Mom Zina, my mom, even though she's not here today. She has been my rock, and she has helped me to process a lot of stuff, but also just teaching me how to process things and not suppress them. And she has been so gentle and 
and loving to me. And I'm just thankful to God for how he's such a restorer and a redeemer, and I love him. And I'm just so thankful for my relationship with him as well and how he reveals himself to me. Um, my the scripture that has been in my heart is Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. It says, whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And losing all the bitterness and the hurt and all the facts I had about having the right to be angry has given me capacity to receive God's love and to believe it and to see how he turns hollow places into hallowed places. And here's the real deal. And <laughs> and um, I know how to feel now. It feels good to be able to feel, to experience love, to love others, to trust love, to trust others as well. Um, yeah, thank you. Morning, everyone. Yes. So my name is Amu. <laughs> um, I am a campus missionary here. Yay. <laughs> um, sure. So I was thinking, what can I share about? Because I feel like there's so much to be thankful for. Like so much. <laughs> um, um, I could I could talk about me coming into campus ministry and what that journey's been like and seeing God in that. Um, but then I remembered a story about um, my family. And they had been discord for a while. Like, I'm talking years, you know. And I feel like I struggle with just... Discord. I'm I'm a person of peace, you know. So if there's like disagreements, I'm always just like, can we can we deal with it now? And then everyone is fine, and then we go on, you know. Um, and a part of me always wants to fix things, um, but I keep being reminded that I am not Jesus, and Jesus is the only one who can fix things. He's the only one who can fix people. Um, so that that was. That was basically the journey from then until 2020, the year many people have just not really enjoyed. But I feel like I've seen God in my family. Um, When the year started, the people came together and the people started talking. And it it had been a a silent prayer on my side since, since it started. And just seeing everything come together without me saying anything. Um, I remember I, I shared this last year with one of our Sunday things with the ladies. I don't know what they're called. But, um, and I shared this, and I remember um, Mom Joyce and Pastor Jenny were like, just, it's not yours to fix, sit down. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> um, but I did. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything, and I just prayed. Um and and God came through. I got to I got an opportunity to spend time with my family, um, just not so long ago. And seeing everyone being able to come together and there was joy and laughter. And it was like nothing had ever happened. I was just like, Oh Lord, this this is it, Lord. Like this is this is what I've been praying for. And I think 
uh, for me, it, it always felt like I was being tugged on both sides. So just for that unity to come about, I was just like, oh, Lord, thank you. Just thank you. Sure. Sure. Um, and and then just another celebration that, that just happened recently. So since lockdown, since before lockdown, honestly, um, my sister's actually been looking for a job. So my struggle was that I feel like these are not my testimonies to share. But I'm just like, yo, but God's been good. And it's been so close to home. I'm just like, yo, guys. And <laughs> and um, so my sister had been looking for a job for the most, like, most part of this year. And there had been many interviews and people have liked her and it's been great. We've been praying with her. Um, and then she got a job on Monday. And the interview had been last week Thursday, and I was just like, I was like, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm going to work now, but I'm gonna pray for you when I get there. And yo, you don't understand. It's just the joy of because not finding work for so long kind of changes you and and makes you feel like. You know, you're you're not capable, you're not worthy. And the people who live with you like are able to see that and experience it. And I just I I could feel that from her. And just Oh, come on. Huh. Anybody finding themselves in these testimonies? Yay. Amen. 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 Um Huh. Uh, so before the next person comes on, um, I'm just, I don't know what you have been writing or if you have been writing during this process of hearing testimonies, but for me there were maybe two things, uh, there were many things, but maybe two things uh, to highlight that we maybe, maybe all can take time to reflect on. And one is, is there anybody I need to forgive? Just, we know that relationships are a treasure in our lives. Like, we know how, um, how, how our lives are steady when our relationships are steady. Like, we can go to work and thrive because our relationships are thriving, you know. So, so that's one of, one of the things to, to think about coming from some kids. Uh, testimony and the freedom that comes out of releasing and forgiving and allowing forgiveness to happen. And just to reflect on, is there anyone? Is there anyone? It could be at home. It could be at work. It could be in any space that we interact with other people to think, you know. But also, are there relationships that I need to celebrate where God has been faithful, where God has done things, through the years, through the months, through the weeks, you know. Sometimes you can be blessed by somebody you've met for a day even, you know. Are there people like that that I need to celebrate, relationships that I need to celebrate? Do I need to send them a message? I think one of the people who's very good at this is Sis Pili, yeah. Sis Pili is so good at, like, sending a message and posting and celebrating. Hi, today I celebrate this. And I celebrate this one, and I always admire that, you know, that just now releasing, now releasing, you know. So to just reflect on that for ourselves and also just apply into our own lives. 
Um, and then in the area of jobs and work and things like that, you know, purpose, destiny, to think, I think two things. One, God, what have you done? What can I thank you for in this area? And number two, what am I trusting you for? What am I trusting you for? You know, maybe you are graduating this year. You are crossing over. It's a season of change. You know, maybe companies are downsizing and there's a possibility of retrenchment. Maybe. I don't know. You know, maybe you are feeling restless in your own work currently for whatever reason. Or maybe it's actually really good, but there's a, there's a growth that needs to happen. There's, there's, there's more. There's always more that God can do, you know. So to just take a moment to reflect on that and just write something on that um, for yourself. We're going to try to, we would have taken a moment, stopped, and given you time to write, but because of time, we're going to flow with the testimonies, and then you can just find your um, journaling in between. Amen. So I'm going to call this honor to come up next. Amen. Sorry? Yes. Thank you, Sister <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. When the elders speak, and they listen, sure, what a year. Say to your neighbor, what a year. <laughs> um, like, um, there's so much that I'm grateful for this year. I have so much gratitude in my heart. Um, my name is Oine Siluhile. I carry a passport from the Republic of Botswana, land of peace, diamonds, and beef. Um, it's, a, it's a great gift. A country is a great, a great gift. Um, but the reason why I say I carry nationality from Botswana is because God has been working on me with regards to nationality and where I belong and stuff like that. And I actually am... I'm half Motswana and half of my, the other half of my heritage is South African. But um, I'm nationally identify with Botswana. So I had gone home um, in December last year, and it so happened that here or here, 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 <laughs> and it so happened that I stayed almost all of January, save about two days at home. And I didn't understand why, but I had such peace staying at home. I had a lot of messages. Have you relocated? Have you done this? But um, it's only later that I got to realize God has given me time with family because I, I have not been able to travel home because of the lockdown restrictions. Um, so it's, it's how God worked. It has just been amazing. I've got so much to be grateful for. Um, sure. Sorry, I have been writing stuff here as I was holding my phone. So I can't go to my notes until I get rid of the stuff that I was doing. Okay. 
I've had divine provision. God has revealed his father heart to me during this time. He has continued to do it. I've had divine healing um, during this time, spiritually, especially. I've had lots of growth. I've had relationships established, relationships healed. I've enjoyed a great connection with my family, believe it or not, being so far away from them. Um, I've had great time in his presence and getting to enjoy intimacy with him. I've grown a lot in the prophetic. I've received prophetically. I've grown in the revelation of his body, the church, and I'm still growing. I'm still learning. Um, but having God do that has just been so amazing for me. I've grown in intercession. We've had amazing time with prayer um, in different spaces. But what I particularly want to talk about today is divine protection. Um, for people who don't know, I, haven't, I didn't have my car for about two and a half weeks or so because somebody had um, um, driven into me. But that's not the protection I'm talking about. Like nothing happened to me. It was just a car that was harmed. They drove into the back part of the right side, so behind me as a driver, and the driver's door was untouched. The other door, however, <laughs> there's another story. It was so embarrassing to drive around with it. Um, this was after all the tears and stuff, but anyway. Um, in July, I was supposed to go and extend my passport, rather apply for a new passport, something that I didn't do while I was home, and God was prompting me to do it, but I didn't. Um, and I stay um, with a housemate, and we actually had a, had a guest at, at that time. And I think it was the Tuesday, my housemate uh, got to tell me that she had been, well, she's, she's thinking about going to test for COVID. And me, when they said COVID, I was like, I'm not even going to invest in masks, because this is going to be two weeks and it'll be over. So <laughs> when she tells me this, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm processing. I've purchased my air ticket. I was supposed to go to Joburg to the embassy to get all this sorted out. And on the Wednesday, I went to the police station to get an affidavit for travel because, you know, we couldn't just go anywhere. Um, when I got out, I'd left my phone in the car. I get this very urgent message. And I've been trying to get hold of you. Um, actually, I've been trying to tell you this message. This is why I sense God saying, and I get this urgency to release it. God is saying he cares for me. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was around how God loves me and how he cares for me. I was like, okay, cool. I feel the urgency. Pause. About a month or so before, God had been talking to me about protection. He had been talking to me about fortifying me and all of that. And little did I know how much fortification I was going to need. Um, so after listening to that message, I get into that car. I'm driving back home. I then get a call. Honey, where are you? I'm like, um, I'm almost there. I'm coming. Um, and then, okay, better come home. All right, cool. I get another call. I'm like, uh-uh. Another call, same trip. Oh, no, where are you? I'm by the gate. I'm almost here. Well, I've gotten my results, and they're positive. And that was, that was very difficult to handle. The main reason for me why it was difficult to handle was my mom back home, um, me being here and her not being with me and tr trying to figure out what's happening with me, and my supervisor, who, who is so, so, so caring about me, and she's just been concerned about that. And also, I have a friend who's in her 70s, and I have seen her the previous week. What do I tell her? Um, so I needed to get a test the following day. So I had to cancel my trip. I had to cancel my flight. They, at that time, they, they had no um, thing in place. They had nothing in place as to how I could get my, my ticket and also what it means if I have been exposed you know, to, um, to COVID. So they were just trying to work it out. That's another story. 
So I didn't go. I had to immediately go into quarantine. And somebody said on him, when you find out your, uh, your results or, yeah, when you find out your results, please let me know because I will pay for you to go somewhere else uh, so that you, you know, you are protected while you're in quarantine. Um, I went to test on the Thursday. I didn't get my results. She got, uh, my roommate, my housemate got her results the day after she tested. I didn't get my results on Friday. Waited, waited. On Sunday, God said to me, Honor, you have to forgive. And I said, but I don't have any hard feelings. And he said, but you still need to forgive. And I went through the process. I was like, okay, cool. I forgive. Monday, I get a call from the doctor. You're negative. You don't have COVID. Guys, that was a miracle. This is intimate space. Everything. There is no going around it. There is no going around it. And all the time before, there was no protection. There was nothing. This is very intimate space that you're in. You know, microwaves, fridge, cutlery, crockery, everything. So then I move out. I think I was out for like a week and a half. Um, now this is where the real battle started. I got these results to say you're negative. And when you looked at the when you looked at infection rates and whatever they said, um, it like I was past that stage of being infected. But the real battle started. Um, and you know it was just a it was just a, like a thing of God saying to me, "What do you believe? What do you believe? What do you believe?" And I constantly had to have the word in front of me. I was like, this is what I believe. What do you believe? And there were people around me who were praying for me. There were three very difficult times where each time the following day, somebody would call me and say, this is what God is saying. And it would radically change my atmosphere um, at that point. So I am COVID-free because of what God has done. I am protected. A couple of weeks back, I got a radiology exam. They checked my lungs for a visa that I'm, 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 I'm waiting for. And I didn't know that they did this. But when I checked the results the following day, they had written this, no signs of COVID infection in the lungs. Because I had, you know, I've heard um, words like um, it was probably, like the symptoms were probably not showing or whatever, whatever. I don't know how that would explain getting a negative. But that was like God was just speaking to me and saying, hey, on it. Check this out. A couple of weeks back, I got a message from home. My family had been exposed to COVID. Intimate space. We, had a, we have somebody really special in our lives. They were staying with, uh, with this person, and he tested positive. This is a family of, you know, an elderly person, very young child of three years old. They had to go into quarantine. And in Botswana, they don't, like, they're very serious about it. If there's exposure, the government gets involved. Um, like they take them themselves, they come to them, they take them, they register and everything. They get both tests nasally and threw them out. Um, and then on Friday, I got a report. There's no infection. Come on, come on. Hey, so with that, we're just going to say, God, can you lift your hands with me? Father God, Thank you for my body. Father God, thank you for my health. Thank you for every part of me that lives, that breathes, that moves, that is healthy right now. 
Father, if there is anything in my body that is dislocated in any way, that does not belong to this body, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you take it as far away from me as the east is from the west. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father, yeah, we're just trusting God for divine health in our lives, in all of our spaces um, this year. I'm getting a hand from the back. Everything fine? Okay. So, two more testimonies, guys. We are getting there. Um, just want to frame this testimony uh, a little bit. Uh, a, a, a young person. So, the, the, the testimonies we've had first have been about family, health, and healing, that kind of space. Now we are going into destiny, uh, you know, purpose, uh, that, that kind of, those kinds of testimonies. Um, and we were going to play a video. Um, maybe you can just put it up for the visual. We're not going to play it because of time. Um, but it's, it's, it's a video um, that, that frames... One of the things that happened yesterday um, in, in our church, young people uh, beginning to do exciting things with their lives and destinies and the things that the Lord has done. So we're not going to play the video. Maybe we'll post it on the Revival Hearts group for everyone to see. Um, but um, uh, Lumsden's girls as well, drawing and things that they showed us on Friday, we were just like, wow, what the Lord is doing with the sermons that have been coming to talk about your, your prophetic gift, your gifts, and how are you using your gift. So the next testimony is a young person in our church who is a part of the collective of these young people who's going to share her testimony. Abigail. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, So if you don't know me, I'm Abigail Oberholzer, and I recently published my first book. (laughs) Um, So I actually wrote this book last year at the end of my grade nine year. It was the last year I was homeschooling, and I'm just so grateful to the Lord that we were able to publish it, that I was able to write it, and I just, I wanted to share just, yeah. So the, the verse I have at the beginning of my book for my dedication reads, And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5 verse 20. And just, I really believe that everything, the fact that I'm able to hold this book in print, published right now, is completely because of the Lord. And I'm just so, so thankful that, I'm able to share my testimony and that others can be impacted by this book. Um, and yo, I was telling, it's been, it's been an incredible process. It's been quite overwhelming because we've been publishing while I've been writing exams. Um, and yo, it's, it's been quite a process. But it's also been incredible because I've had so many people coming to me and saying, well done and good job. And, you know, I was thinking about this, and I was like, it feels quite surreal to be holding this book in front of me. And I just, I said to my parents the other day, I was like, you know what, it's great to hear people saying 
well done and you've done so well. But honestly, with this book, if there's anything good in that book, then it's all God. And if there's anything bad in it, then that's completely me. Because it's it's just, it's been him the whole process. And just even at the end now, um, just such incredible provision from the Lord. Just um, the school, my school got involved in John's. It was in the school newspaper. They're going to have them in the library. It's going to go into the resource center. And just... <laughs> Um, just the, we we got contacted. Actually, the newspaper contacted my school. They've seen it on the Instagram page, and they contacted the school asking if they could speak to me and get an interview for me to go in the newspaper. And so I I had front page news about my book in the newspaper on Wednesday this week, and it was just. Such incredible provision from God. We didn't contact the newspaper. We weren't looking for it. They found us. And just, it's really just the Lord through it all. Um, so, yo, God has really been with me through this whole process. Um, I think, first of all, the fact that I had the time to write a book just kind of blows me away. And I'm just so thankful for it. Um, last year I was homeschooling and so with homeschooling you have much more elastic time and my mom my mom dared me to write a book by the end of my homeschooling year and I'm so grateful for that because I took this up and I was able to write during school time and I had the, the time to write into the evening and there were some times when inspiration would strike at midnight and I was like you know what this is I'm going to this writing is going to more impactful later on than being sleepy the next day and so I wrote um and you just the fact that I had the time still just I feel so blessed that I was able to and then second of all having the talents to do so and I'm just I'm so so grateful that I was able to use my talents of being able to write write well for him and have the imagination to think these things at these things up and that I was able to use these for the Lord and I I can't wait to see what more he's going to give me to use these gifts and just being able to develop them and share this with the world is just wow it's just it's it still blows me away um and then thirdly the treasures and um like I was thinking what are the treasures that I have had that I was able to write this book and off the top of my head, I couldn't think of any physical object that I could say, I had this so I could write it. I mean, I'm sure we all have pens and papers at home. Um, but I, the treasures, the real treasures, would be the people around me who have inspired and helped me through this book. Um, you're just, I think, first of all, I have to mention my mom. Just having a mom who was willing to dare me to write the book and to give me the time and help me and support me. And she's really just been my master editor, my manager, my publisher, my, my just, wow, the fact that I have a mother who's willing to do that, just, sure. Like, true, my name is on the cover, but, like, there really should be so many more names. And second of all, would definitely give her mom's name. Um... Yo. And then just the people who have inspired me, I think um, it wouldn't be fair not to mention Zinzi. Um, 
I don't know whether we'd actually be holding this here if you hadn't pioneered the way with your book, just your, showing us that it can be done, that we can self-publish, that we can find printers, and the fact that you were willing to just talk with my mom about how to publish and showed us people to, that we can go to and we can speak to, just really, it's, it's your, this book, your, thank you so much, Lindsay. Um, and then people who have supported me through this whole process, and I can't name them all, but people who read my book and kept encouraging me when I had writer's block and I didn't want to continue writing, or I didn't think that we would actually be able to print it um, before, you know, I was 23. <laughs> um, and just people who have prayed for me and given me prophetic words, and the fact that I'm in a church family who, in, who is willing to come with me through this process and encourage me and support me has just, oh, I'm so, so grateful that I'm in this church. Um, and I frequently tell my parents that even if they weren't the pastors and they didn't come to this church, I would still want to come to this church and I would still want to be here. Um, so yeah, I'm just so thankful for that. And I've always been told that we need to praise God with all our time, our talents and our treasures. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to just, just praise him with all those three in this book and just give him praise and glory. Um, yeah, and when I've been signing books, I think some of you know I've been writing in the front cover. I've been writing, be inspired, inspire others. And just, I have been so inspired in this book. Um, there have been other writers my age who have published books. And they're my age, and I kept on reminding myself, when it, like it, when it felt like I couldn't do it, I kept on reminding myself that if they can do it, then so can I. With Lindsay, if she can do it, if she can self-publish, if she can self-print, then so can I. Um, and your God has just really surrounded me with people who can inspire me and help me with this. And then since I've, pro since I've published, I've had at least three people come up to me and tell me how I have inspired them to start writing and to start moving and start acting on their dreams. And just, I, I cannot say how grateful I am that God has already started using this book to impact people. And I was just thinking that if, if this book only inspires one person to start moving and only one person to start acting on what God wants them to do, then it's worth it. It's so worth it. Well, it's all the hard work that went into this, it's, it's so worthwhile because it's like a ripple effect. They're going to start acting and they're going to inspire other people and who knows where God's going to take their works and their, their writing and their, 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 their art and everything that they're able to do. Who knows where God's going to be taken. And just, yo, I'm, I'm so thankful for this book. And, yeah, I just... I'm so glad that I'm able to dedicate it to the Lord and the whole process and the product and everything. So, yeah, thank you so much. Amen, amen. I feel like sitting around the fire. You know, like when you sit around the fire and you listen to stories. Hey, sure. I wish we had more time. Ah. Okay, so I'm not going to have an interview here. I'm going to ask Uput Simon to come up. And I'm going to ask Lunge to come up quickly uh, as well. Uh, yes. Okay, I'm going to check in with Lunge.
<laughs> but I'm going to ask uh, Simon to give his testimony. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Simon Matenje. Um, there's a lot to be thankful about. Uh, this year, um, God gave me a son, uh, myself and my wife. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. So, but um, I wanted to, I was thinking about things that I can talk about, to be thankful about, um, which happened. But I thought, um, let me share uh, about this project that uh, made me to come here. Um, to um, the company that I work for was looking for somebody with talents and abilities that I have. And uh, they find out about me and then they call me uh, to come in. And then when they explain about the project, I was like, oh, I've never handled such a big project. So am I going to be able to? But I prayed to God and um, yeah, it, it happened. We, we, we are now in the final stages of the project. So just to give you a little bit background about the project, uh, it's uh, upgrading of the National Route N2 from Mutubatuba to Pongola. So currently it's two lanes, it's going to be four lanes. So uh, the, we were supposed to work out when the Sundown needs to upgrade the road and all the information that they still need to put in place. And when we started, um, we had to draw a big team. So the pavement engineers are sitting in Johannesburg, and the, the uh, traffic engineers are sitting in Cape Town. Here in Peter Marisbeck, we've got environmental specialists, we've got geometrics engineers, we've got electrical engineers that I'm supposed to coordinate and make sure that everything fits together. And from 2016, so now we are ready to submit. So there's only just one little thing that I need to do. Um, after the service, um, myself and my wife were traveling to Mkuzi for an uh, hour's drive. Uh, we're going to um, spend a night there. Tomorrow I've got a meeting with the stakeholders, all the property owners from Tuba all the way to Pongola. It's going to be plus minus 50 farmers. And I'm going to be talking about the very sensitive topic, which is the expropriation of their land. And also, uh, this access management. We are going to close all the accesses to the end two. We're going to fence off. We're going to uh, put a barrier line to restrict uh, right turn, turn off. So that if you want to go to the right, you have a left turn and an underpass to go to the right. So it's, it's not going to be easy because farmers cross the road all the time and they need to move big machines, some own land on either side of the road, so but I'm, I'm, I trust that uh, the meeting will go well. So uh, I will just tell them to say I'm not from EFF. Uh, <laughs> I'm just an agent for Sandra. So if they're not happy with anything, they need to just write. I will give all their issues to Sandra. <laughs> so I'm thankful to God that uh, I had all the support that I needed. And this was like my baby. And I'm going to hand it over to, to Sandra. And I thank God for, for making it happen. 
Uh, thank my wife. She has been a rock. She supported me from day one. And uh, I'm, so, I'm so thankful for everything that God is doing me. With my talent, with my abilities, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to do greater things. Uh, Pastor Jack was telling me about uh, a new project that was on the papers, the EBQT interchange. And I told him, like, yo, uh, that one is like uh, 30 billion. I was doing, uh, uh, the one that we just finished is the construction value is at 7.1. So, but in future, that's the kind of projects that I, I want to be working on. So with this project, um, with, with this project, um, I was able to now uh, apply to register um, on um, SACP MP as a construct, uh, professional construction manager. And soon I'm going to be receiving good news. I'm so thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, with your permission, family. This is so exciting. Yay! I don't think I've been in the company of anybody who says 30 million. Like... Can I, can I do that, family? Thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. Straight in your crown. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Family, you, maybe you don't know what's going on there. That is Gusle's project. <laughs> Gusle. And I just, yes, we, we were like, okay, time, we're going to do this, and then we're going to share it on the... And then I'm just listening to Upo Simon, and I'm listening to the magnitude of the vision. And I'm listening to the budget, and I'm going, there's a magnitude of visions sitting in this room, in this place, in this family. And one of them is already, with no budget, at 16 years old, going, hey, with my two cents, there's a vision God has created me, has given me um, to create a clothing brand that is going to speak identity to other young people like me. Hi, come on, amen. Halala, halala, halala. 
ha! Yeah, I when I get excited, I lose words, and I just go. <laughs> so yeah, so but can we all stand today? We're going to just declare together, and um, and we're going to do a prophetic act together, and then we're gonna close with that. I just trust that you've been inspired today, that you have been encouraged today, and that God has spoken to you about your own dreams, your own relationships, your own goals, your own whatever that God is speaking to you about, encouraging and reinforcing um, in your life. So I'm going to ask that we um, declare together from Psalm 136. Okay. You may not have your Bibles with you already, but you can just keep repeat for his mercy endures forever. So I read something and then you say, for his mercy endures forever. Okay. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the God of God. To him who alone does great wonders. To him who by his understanding made the heavens. To him who spreads out the earth on the waters. To him who made the great light. Who made the sun to rule by day, the moon and the stars to rule by night. To him who struck Egypt by killing their firstborn and brought Israel out of their midst. Okay, we're not going to get to the end of the psalm, but the one who makes the possible possible. The one who fights for us. The one who turns on the light. You know, the one who gives us the gifts that we have. Amen. Yes. The one who has planted Every seed that is in us for greatness, because he has planted it in there. So this honor is going to um, walk us through a, a prophetic act that we, it's just a symbolic way of, 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 of acknowledging the things that God has, um, has placed in us that we give him thanks for. The the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. I'm reading from Micah 2 verse 13. They will break out pass through the gate and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Isaiah 10:27. In that day, the Lord will remove the heavy burden from your shoulders and break off the yoke of bondage from your necks because of the heavy anointing upon you. There are some anointings that were released here. And there's, some anoint- there's anointing um, um, in this place. Um, that God, that God is continuing to release. He has released and is continuing to release. What we'd like to ask you is, for us to lift our voices as one, where you are, and thank God. Be thankful for where you are coming from, and for where you are going. There's a place He's leading you out of, and there's a place He's leading you into. So we're going to lift our voices in a crescendo, all of us at the same time as we lift our our thanksgiving to God.
So can we can we do it? Just let, uh, uh, say it out loud. God, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for your healing. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for relationships. We thank you for the people around us, all sorts of experiences that we've had this year, Lord. We are grateful and we say thank you, Lord. We say thank you. We are being faithful to your word that says we should give thanks in all things, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you that you go before us, Lord. Thank you that you are the great shepherd. Thank you for the leaders that we have. Thank you for the body that we have, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you. Thank you for the worship band. Thank you for media. Thank you for the people who serve in the church, God. Thank you for the leaders that we have in the, in the city, in the nation, Father God, in Jesus' name. Thank you that you are here with us, God. Thank you, Lord. Sure. It feels like there's so much to be thankful for. Each time we say thank you, it just opens up the more. Thank you, Father. For purposes of time, we'll just let God open up this area. And please do step into it as God um, lights it up in your life in, in the different spaces. And what I'm going to ask you to do, um, I'm going to read Micah again. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. And we're just going to ask you to be um, deliberate about, you know, going out with God into the next season. And to, to show that as a prophetic act, speak to God in your mind about where you're coming from and where you're going and take a step forward. You can take a couple of steps or however many steps, but speak to God and take a step forward. There's something that happens when you do a physical act as prayer to God. Because you're connecting with the heavens and the reality that God is releasing. So we're going to give you this like 30 seconds to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I, I just sense the contemplation in the room as we just contemplate on what God has done and what God is yet to do. In this prophetic act moment, you can take as many steps as you want, but we also want to release um, people we have gone over time. Thank you, family, for yeah, for for sitting with us around this fire um, and and just listening to the beautiful stories of encouragement that we have received. 
Um, I trust if you are a person who's saying, God, this 2020, how am I going to finish it? Where am I going to get the strength? I trust that today has given you some extra strength, has given you some fire, has given you some vuma um, that will take you to the finish line. But we understand it's not about the, uh, the finish line. God's timelines do not end in 2020. Our timeline is eternity, and that is the timeline that we work with. So as we go, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May, his, may he make his face shine upon you, and may he give you peace. May he give you a spring in your step. May he bring you, quicken your hands, quicken your mind for those things where you need your hands and your mind and your feet to be quickened. May he continue to reign in our lives. And may he continue to pull us into a place of greatness. Even if you are crawling, you are moving. And moving is a good thing. Amen. Yeah, so Lord, we prophesy to the dry bones this morning. We prophesy, we speak to every place where we are in, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you meet us all in the place that we are in, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for our brothers and sisters who have shared their testimonies, who have stepped out to say, I will share of the goodness of the Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for their stories and the things that you have done in their lives. We also thank you, Father, that you are not a respecter of persons, Lord. What you have done for one you can do for another, Lord God. So we thank you for that. We thank you for the corporate blessing that comes out of this time of thanksgiving, Lord God. May we carry thanksgiving in our heart. May we develop a culture and develop that muscle of thanksgiving in us, Lord Jesus, for your glory and for the more to be released. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me just 